Well, hey there, and welcome to the Saints Church Glory Hills podcast. We're so happy that you joined us today. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, we believe that God will speak to you through one of our pastors today. Let's jump in. So you see one thing I'm realizing uh, in life and relationship with the Lord and people is that the faithfulness of God in the seasons of life that people are going through, it's actually incredible to see how he weaves things together. Um, my most iconic, this is going to sound really weird, my most iconic, I've done 50 to 60 funerals, and I'm not even 40 yet. But my favorite scripture in that is in Ecclesiastes where it says, For everything under heaven there's a season and a time. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. And I always wondered why the writer of Ecclesiastes um, interwove all of those things together. Because to me, it's like you make pros and cons and you do, here's the bad things of life, mourning, weeping, discouragement, all this stuff. And then you do another list with all the good things and he interchanges them. Because what Solomon knew was that none of those things are actually completely separate. We're often walking a path and pattern in life where all of those things are woven together. Your, your seasons of greatest joy can also be found in the midst of your deepest grief. Your, your greatest struggle sometimes actually can be in a season where there's so much laughter as well. And, and we kind of look at life and we say, Lord, how does our soul and our, our, our mind and our emotions comprehend all of these things? And, and what I always say with those things is, why would Solomon write it like this? Why would he talk about the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, all interwoven? And the reason is, I believe, is because all of those things are better with someone else. I, I make this joke all the time. I'm like, you know, I look pretty stupid when I dance all the time. But I look way less stupid when there's other people dancing with me. Right? Right? <laughs> Laughing is always more fun with other people. You know, it's like you ever look at your phone and you laugh out loud with someone, you look around and you're like, oh, I'm by myself. But when you can share that with someone, when you can laugh together, there are things that are better together. And that's why we believe in groups because I don't believe that every group is for every person and it's forever. But in seasons of life, I believe the Lord wants you to know that there is a home for you in his house and there is a place for you to walk through the things that you're walking through and God brings people to lead, to walk beside you, to encourage, to support you. And that's what I want to talk about today for just a few short minutes in our series Hidden Hope is the idea of finding a home in the house. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 Starting in verse 7, it says this. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. He's so encouraging at this point. You get into four chapters into the book, and here's Solomon with everything he knows in life, and he's like, hey, let me just start talking to you about all the things that are just pointless and meaningless at times. Verse 8 says, this is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can, but then he asks himself, 
Who am I working for? And why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's all so meaningless and depressing. And there are things and seasons in life at face value. If we just look at them outside of God's purpose and his kingdom, we can find ourselves alone and isolated and feeling like, what's the point? But it goes on in verse 9, and it says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but, if someone, uh, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, people lying close together can keep each other warm. And all the married people said, Amen. And if you're not married, you say, Shame, shame. We tell our kids, contract before contact, Okay. It's a real thing. Our youth pastor said no ringy, no zingy. Sienna just up to level. Contract before contact. There you go. But how can one keep warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And today I just want to leave you with a few things because as we're talking about groups and we're talking about our need for one another, I actually believe that uh, sometimes we got to bring into remembrance and into our heart and into our life that we need other people. Because often preachers will take this scripture and they love that two are better than one and it's in a marriage message or it's something. Uh, But he's actually talking about a man that doesn't have a brother, a friend, a son or a daughter no one to do life with. The, the greater context is in, in relationship to be having, doing life with other people. And what I want you to know today is three things. The first thing I want you to know today is this. It's lonely trying to do life all on your own. Isn't that a profound thing that I came up with this week? It's lonely trying to do life together all on your own. Now, here's the interesting thing. Some of you said, nah, Pastor Jeremy, if I had some alone time, I would be in heaven. Now, where's those people at? Like, I would just love to be alone. You know, that's usually like moms with little kids or parents with kids under the age of 10. You're like, uh, an hour of quiet, a little bit of alone time, that sounds like heaven on earth to me. Uh, some of you just in your inter- introverted personalities, you're like, I'm good with being alone all the time, uh, but not me. I mean, I would rather sit uh, on a street corner and watch traffic and pedestrians go by and work on my message on my computer than sit alone in a room or my office or whatever. I work out of a coffee shop a lot of the time because there's something about the movement and seeing things around you and stuff like that. And maybe that's my own issues that I need to work on. Maybe I, I need to learn to be still and alone at times. But I never have to be alone because the Holy Spirit's with me. My kids hate riding in my car with me because I drive in silence. So they all put their AirPods in now because they're like, well, you don't ever put music on the stereo. And I've just realized that those moments where I need that downtime, it's like I I turn the music off in the car and I'm listening. I'm letting my thoughts run through. I'm asking the Lord questions. But 
uh, I actually believe that the idea of needing alone time or downtime, it's good to a point, but actually the way humanity was created, where we always say, especially in our Western culture, I need some space and I need all these things, uh, actually life was meant to be lived out together. I think you need to learn how to walk through things, but we need to get back to a place where we need families, we need relationships, we need the advice and input of people that sometimes we're not even asking for and they give it. We need to know that people care uh, because uh, Ecclesiastes talks about the man or the woman that sits in life and they work hard and they do everything alone. They wake up one day and say, I can do it all on my own. I can do it all by myself. And one day you come to this realization of what's the point then? Because you may do things alone for so long and think you're okay, but then you hit a point of isolation, separation, and you wonder, God, where are people? Where are you? Why does this feel so strange? Because in our genetic makeup as human beings from the very beginning of time in the garden, we were created to have relationship not only with God, but with one another. The very first thing that God said was not good. He said it's not good for man to be alone. And so he creates Eve. Then God came and he walked with them and he talked with them in the garden because they were created in a perfect humanity to be in relationship. See, some of you love being by yourself but I'm telling you that there is a certain point in life where you can put on all the facades, all the fronts, and say, I'm okay on my own. But there are areas and there are seasons and moments where you know that you can't do it on your own. But the second thing I want you to know today is this, is that life is better together. I feel like I'm just knocking it out of the park with these profound things. Life is really lonely when you're alone. Life is better together because that's what we're talking about. But I actually think that when we start to look at our life and sometimes we think, okay, well, uh, if I have too many people in my life, uh, we kind of lean into this more people, more problems, right? And that could be true. But there's another verse in the Bible that says where there are no oxen, the stable stays clean. You want a clean, perfect place and everything in order don't involve things that create a mess but in our life when we live with people when we live with personalities when we live in relationship there is not only opportunity for strength and success and good things there is opportunity for hurt and mess and misunderstandings but I want us to come back to the place where we actually believe that life is better together in Ecclesiastes uh, Solomon frames it this way he says two people are better than one why because they can help each other succeed. Sometimes we wonder why we're not succeeding in an area of our life, in a struggle in our life, in something that we've kept buried and hidden. Success sometimes comes because we have other people supporting us. We are not good enough on our own to overcome everything, to become all that we need to be. We need others around us. Verse 10 says this, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And I'd ask the question, if you don't believe life is better with other people, what happens when you fall? What happens when your self-made success comes crashing down? What happens when you do something that hurts not only you but others? Who is going to be there for you to help you up and help you start moving and walking again? 
The truth of the matter is, even though we deal with messy situations and sometimes fractured relationships, there is truth in the word of God that life is better together. Verse 11a says, Likewise, two people lying closely together can keep each other warm. There is a strength. There is an intimacy that comes. Spouses, in your marriage, in the person that God has connected you with, in covenant, to walk with, to grow with, to go through things with. There is something in the fabric of how God created humanity for us to live and understand that we are better off together. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, if you are not married or you're single, that you're by yourself. No, 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 no. God has, I'm going to talk about this. There is a place for you. There's things that God is working on in your life. But I'm talking, and I want to specifically point out to couples in marriage, that in your marriage, there are moments where you feel like, I'm just going to figure this out. I don't want to talk to my spouse. I don't want to have that argument. I'm telling you that in God's word, the truth is when you learn to argue through those things, come to compromises, solutions, put Jesus first, you will be better together than just doing things on your own. Because I've actually watched a lot of people live together in their marriage, but not do their life together. And we have this culture of living separate lives within a marriage, and then they wonder why they can't be together on certain decisions and leading their family forward. And I'm telling you, God wants you to come back to a place where you realize you're better together if you would work things out because God made you for each other and he is leading you forward in your marriage. But I think what we need to come back to is some of us, we, we face difficult seasons in life where we're like, hey, but I don't have that right now. I'm really struggling because I, I, I'm missing some of those intimate relationships. I don't know who to allow into my situation, who to talk to. I'm really having to trust the Lord with this. And I think when we come to Psalm uh, 68, verse 6, I think it's so important that we have the church because when we talk about a hidden hope, what I, I hope we're getting across is that there is power and there is strength in the house of God, in the family of God. And for some of you, you might not feel like you have some of these supports in your own household, in, in, in your marriage and uh, in your life right now because of the stage of life you're in. But I want you to know that there is a home for you in God's house and God wants to connect you to people so you can actually live out a life that's better together with God's people who are going to support you and lead you forward. Uh, in in uh, Psalm 68, verse 6, it says, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and he gives them joy, but he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. The ESV says it this way, God settles the solitary in a home. He settles the solitary in a home. Some of you come and you come to church and you, you say, why am I here? What am I doing? I feel like other people have relationships and friends. I think you need to hear this scripture and you need to pray this prayer over your life where you say, Lord, I've been feeling lonely. I've been feeling isolated. And your word says that you set the solitary in a home and say, God, would you show me my people and show me my place in your house? But some of us who think, well, I, I got friends. I'm good. That may be true. 
But the reality is, is God has placed you in a home and a family for a purpose and a reason. And actually, God wants you to open your heart, your home, your life to start walking with people so they feel a part of his house, his home, and his family. Because God has called us to do this together. And, and as we learn these things and as we walk through these things, there is something that changes and happens. And it brings me to the third thing that I want you to know today. Okay, number one was this. It's lonely when you try to do life alone. Number two, it, life is better together. But number three, I want us to end with this and I want us to take this home and I want us to start praying this over our lives and believing this for our own homes but for this house of God. I want you to know that there is power in the people that God gives you. There is power in being a part of the people that God gives you. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, two are better than one for they can help each other. Two are better than one. It goes on to say, even better than that is three. There is a power and a strength in the people that God gives you. The scripture talks about a success that comes when we are connected to the right people. Now, if any of your groups turn into an MLM, I will be the first to call you and tell you, shut that down and stop right now. <laughs> it's all about connection and people and I help you and you help me. Like, okay, great. You do what you want to do your thing, but church groups are not a place for that. I'll just say it out loud, out front, all of those things. But I actually do believe this. We need to start thinking better in understanding that my job and my goal and my heart towards people that God brings into my path and into his house are to show me that I am better with someone else and their life is better and there is power when we support one another and when someone else struggles, we can help them succeed. And that's why I appreciate groups like uh, Jake and Tori are gonna lead that because when someone is struggling and they say, I don't know who I could even talk to because I don't know of anyone who would understand these emotions because let me tell you the truth unless you've walked that road and you don't know you actually don't know what they're facing and going through but to hear that there is someone who's willing to listen and not pass judgment and help me succeed through the feelings and emotions and say hey we got you and God's got you and we're going to move forward there is strength and power in the people that God gives you and you need different people in different seasons to help you grow and to become who God's called you to be. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says this. It says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. All of a sudden, I'm seeing this isn't just a friendship. This is a small group. This is a group of people that say, I got your back. You're feeling attacked you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling brought down, let's pray together, let's invite the Holy Spirit in, let's ask God to help you through these things. When we stick together, we can find success and strength and wholeness and fullness. Why? Not because we're good enough on our own, but because Jesus has brought us together and we found a home in God's house and we actually believe that there is power in the relationships, in the people, in the supports that God has given us to walk through the things we need to walk through in life. And let's be very clear here. It doesn't say that you won't ever be attacked. It says when you're attacked, you have someone to pray with you. You have someone to stand with you. You have someone to walk with you. And I want to encourage every single person today 
I believe that God wants you to find a home in his house. There's a scripture that talks about even the, the sparrow finds a nest for her young at the altar of the Lord where she can in safety guard them, protect them. There is a place for you in this house of God. There is a place for you in the kingdom of God, in the family of God. There are relationships that you will have with some people that are closer than others, but there is power in those relationships because God is gonna strengthen you. He's gonna sharpen you. He's gonna help you grow in your faith. He's gonna meet you where you're at, and he's gonna do it when we give ourselves to be able to be a part of those things. Because I just be real honest. Some people say, I've come to church a few times and I've never really connected with anyone and I don't really connect with anyone. Um, so I'll just keep coming and I'll leave as soon as Pastor Jeremy calls the band back up and then I'll come late. And, and I'm just saying, like, I don't know the reasons of that. So no shame or guilt in that. But I'm just saying, God wants to build you in. And maybe you got to stick around and have a coffee afterwards or come at 10.15 where we have coffee to meet everyone before and say, Lord, help me meet some people that I can do life with and join a group and be a part of where God wants to lead you because we all need people. Amen? Amen. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to close today. Keith is going to put the group's link back on the screen. I'm not going to call the band back up. It's going to be a very cold call ending feeling to a service. And my call to action is going to be this. Connect with someone. Join a group or tell someone you want to have coffee with them this week because you need to have a conversation with someone and you're tired of standing on the fringes and not connecting in with anyone. And what I actually want to do is read Psalm 84. Keith, you don't have this scripture, so it doesn't need to be on the screen because what I'd really love for you to do this morning is to close your eyes and listen to what Psalm 84 says, because I believe that God wants us to become at home in the house. And I want to pray this over you as I read it and believe that God is going to do the promises and the things in this scripture when we build together as the body of Christ. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's army. I long... Yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. When was the last time you thought, God, I can't wait to get back to Sunday because I need to see some of the people that I love and have supported me? With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God. What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. Church, our strength does not come from what we do or the right worship songs on a Sunday morning or all those things. Our strength comes from the Lord and we gather together to meet with Jesus and we meet in small groups to find strength from the Lord and encouragement from one another who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. O God, look, up, look with favor upon the king, our shield. Show favor to the one you've anointed. 
For a single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. I thank you that you have called us to be a people that are united, not based on any singular thing other than the fact that we are bought with the blood of Jesus, that we are brothers and sisters because of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray that over this next season, as people begin to find their place in the house, as they begin to make a home in your house, as they're a part of groups and teams and serving and living out their days in community, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would be our sun and our shield. You would be the one that gives us strength, that you would pour out your grace and glory on your people. Lord, we know that your desire is to withhold no good thing. So Lord, would you bring the joy to us as a people as we trust in you over this next season because Lord when our joy is full it will spill over and people will see the goodness of God and they will be drawn to the cross because it is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance and to salvation and to understand that they don't have to live how they've been living they can live in the grace and goodness of God because there is a people of God there is a savior in Jesus Christ who invites them near and invites them in and says come home and find your place in God's family. So God, I pray over each person, each child, each family today that we would find incredible strength in our relationships with one another, in our relationships with you, and in your house. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or are looking to get connected in any further way, head to saintschurch.ca and we would love to meet you.